Welcome back to Constant Conversation with your host, Alexander, and your co-host, Jackie. Hello. Also known as Jacqueline. Um, on the last episode, we talked about Hulu being a goat, talked oh, about yeah. possibly going to a play, <laughs> going to watch a movie, yep. which is kind of what we do, uh, which I think we hit most of those things. Um, I did want to follow back. I was listening to the last episode as I do, uh-huh. and I was talking about how advertisements are. No, I was talking about how Hulu has ads and how I've it's always had issues. Noisy. I've always had issues with just waiting on them, mm-hmm. and we've come a full circle. We uh we subscribe to Sling TV. For those that don't know what Sling TV is, it is a service that allows you to pretty much get cable television on demand, or mm, I wouldn't um, say on demand. The internet. Yeah, through the through the internet instead of having no like, need for a box or a satellite outside your house. Right. Uh, so it's not satellite. It's not cable. It's just you get the channels. you can get some subscriptions and you you essentially handpick what you want because a lot of these subscriptions like for example comcast directv at&t all these offer million different channels for absolutely no reason now the cool thing about sling tv and this is not you know it's not a paid advertisement sponsorship (laughs) whatever we're not there yet i wish right but (laughs) the reason i did it is because the Jake Paul fight was on. Oh, it was yeah. on a what was it on a Saturday? It was on Saturday. So it was this last Saturday, um, and I wanted to watch it. So I uh, through TikTok, I found out that you could watch it through ESPN. Now, believe me when I told tell you that I did my research. I tried looking up. Hey, you know what do you need to watch the fight? ESPN Plus. All right, cool. I kept looking, I kept looking, I kept looking, and I went ahead and I downloaded it. I opened it up. It's like $10 a month. I'm like, okay, let's check it out. You fell into their trap. I sure did. I downloaded it. I paid for it. Opened it up, and boom, Jake's Paul's fight. $49.99 pay-per-view. And I immediately went back to TikTok, and I went on to the first live (laughs) <laughs> that i could pull up and lo and behold it was the fight tiktok came in clutch yeah um and i think the last time i did that i i think i, I did it for like when it was world cup a lot of their games oh, were on there yeah, as well yeah. yeah you did mention that so long story short we got sling tv and now we have commercials actual commercials on television and i'll tell you what like once you experience actual commercials again you kind of regret it you kind of you're just like all right these other advertisements for like a minute and a half sometimes 30 sometimes 30 seconds yeah they're not they're not too bad not only that i feel like we're super ungrateful to having stuff on demand and being able to binge stuff nowadays that when you actually get to watch TV and you're like right in the middle of something, and then a commercial pops up, like a five minute freaking commercial, you're like, dang. 
Yeah. Honestly, there's nothing healthy about being able to have that much. The binging power? Yeah. The skipping power. Oh, my God. It's definitely, it's definitely just not something that I will abuse anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's a nice, it's a nice change, right? Um, one of the reasons why I went ahead and I got Sling um, TV. Sling TV and ESPN was because I wanted to watch more sports. Now, Oilo? yeah, I mean, I've never been into sports. Never, I know. But I think it's not even about being into it. It's literally about opportunity. Um, as I discussed, it, it requires a lot of money just to watch these games. Honestly, you could go to the bar and just order a beer or two and pay what 12 15 bucks yeah well i mean depending on the bar and you know the yeah, assuming a, a drink is four bucks minimum let's say five special. let's say five two drinks that's ten dollars a dollar per drink for tip that's yeah no you're not wrong 12 bucks honestly that i mean that's already the price of espn <laughs> so so it started off with espn and i started watching uh, the New York Rangers. I started watching. What was the other game? I th- honestly, uh, I think. Can, can I can remember? It was the Canada team. Or the Canucks. Canucks. Vancouver yeah, there we Canucks. go. Ah, there we go. <laughs> it, it, it all started with the, the Canadians. Um, yeah. No, I mean, for those that are into sports, you're probably well aware that Patrick Kane, who played for dun, 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 dun. the Blackhawks moved over f- to the New York Rangers and was that a trade or was it like a free agent type of thing no it was this guy is not a free agent type of thing uh this guy for those that aren't aware Patrick Kane he's a uh, first overall pick of the 2007 NHL entry draft first Jesus. pick um, he's a LeBron of freaking NHL. You could say that, yeah. I mean, he represented the USA in 2010 and 2014 Winter Olympics. Oh, okay. In 2010, the USA came runner-up, so they got silver uh, or second place We're for those that are unaware. Number one. He would become the fourth player to win the Olympic silver medal and Stanley Cup in the same year. Oh shit! 2014, he came. Oh, he well, the USA. He, came in fourth place right oh, yeah. um but overall he's got three stanley cups uh 2010 2013 2015 and this guy i mean if it wasn't for my buddy who actually you know is a fan. plays oh, hockey okay. not only plays hockey but yeah he he he's the one that kind of really you. i wouldn't say introduced me but really kind of put it into perspective how 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 great this dude is mm-hmm. um he was yeah i mean he was the one that 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 got me s- just interested again so i got espn i started watching these games mm-hmm. and yeah no i mean it's it's addictive it's fast paced tell me about it it's <laughs> it's fast well what do you mean go, no, I'm go ahead and elaborate <laughs> no i'm just saying it's interesting because when we first met you were just like a baseball fan a little semi-baseball fan. I mean, we went to a couple games. I know. So that's... I only knew that you liked baseball and suddenly, like, this little... um, What can I say? Like, 
you just started watching hockey out of the blue and i was like oh okay this is interesting this is a new side of you that i get to know and so it's quite interesting to see you actually enjoy and you actually are learning the game as you know each game you watch right. it's quite intriguing yeah no i mean honestly the reason why i kept with it is because you reciprocated the energy when mm -hmm. we would watch it which was nice right you would get off your phone and you would spend that quality time together and we would you know yeah. and i appreciated that um seeing you kind of like get into it as well is it's very it's, fascinating it's, it's something that that really kind of encouraged me to keep doing it mm -hmm. uh because the last thing i want to do is like bore you right oh i can never do that um yeah no i mean patrick kane is part of the new york rangers today he actually debuted it oh yeah um they lost but <laughs> and it's he okay. didn't score but he didn't he did not score Ooh. it was uh it's his first game you know he's under a lot of pressure yeah no i mean honestly i'm looking forward to it because on the topic of being able to watch sports or not being able to watch sports um it's it's very difficult to watch local games so like the bulls the cubs the white Sox. yeah, yeah. Literally, I can't even root for my own teams because I can't even watch the games. That is, we can have a whole podcast on availability. Yeah, no, that to me is crazy because I feel like because they are local, we should be able to watch them for free. You know, it's our freaking hometown teams. But a lot of these um, and sports, it's, it's not all the channels. It's not all of the games. You'll You'll get to see some of them, especially when they're playing away. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it costs money to watch sports just as it's much as it costs copy. to play it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I was looking through the TV guide, uh -huh. and I realized that Formula One's coming back. Oh. Formula One season 23. Uh, Formula One, have, are you familiar? Do you know anything about Formula One? I know. Okay, don't laugh. I know a little bit of it because... I've heard of it previously, like you'll see it on the TV, but I really didn't under like know know about it until I watched um, this show on Netflix called Georgina, and Georgina is basically the girlfriend of Christa Cristiano Ronaldo, and in one of the episodes she got invited to Formula One and she was able to take her kids and her friends to kind of go see this, so that kind of show perspective on the whole Formula One, and that's how I know of it. But that's about it. I'm not like. I don't know, like, exactly what goes down, the rules, um, tactics, all that stuff. Gotcha. Um, the reason I got into Formula One, well, one, I love cars. cars. <laughs> one thing that most people know about me is I love cars. Um, now, I would say that Formula One is one of the most intense racing. You got vehicles that go up to 200 miles per hour. Jesus Christ. They have G-force. So when astronauts go into space, they get hit with this immense amount of gravity. And it's the exact same when you're in these vehicles. Oui. When you brake, literally, you need to hold yourself up. It's These guys are real um, athletes. Um, one of the reasons I fell in love with it is because on Netflix, just like you're talking about Georgina, uh, there's this show or series called Drive to Survive. Oh, and okay. it's not made up it's literally a documentary documentary of each year since they started recording oh, that's of all these cool. different um 
racers. And one of the one of the, the racers that I fell in love with was Sergio Perez. He currently drives for Red Bull Racing. Nice. And he's you know he's representing Mexico, and Woo! he's a really good driver. Um, I haven't kept up with it. I haven't kept up with the show. I remember when I fell in love with the show. I binge watched I think like the two seasons or three that were available. Oh okay okay. And then I was like, all right, I'm gonna sign up for their app and start watching it. But they were not in season. Oh. Now, the good thing is um, this Sunday, so that'll fall on Sunday, March 5th, uh-huh. they're going to have their Bahrain Grand Prix, which is their first race of like 25 or 26 different races. The cool thing about their races is they go worldwide. So Ooh. they have a race, I believe, here in Las Vegas. They have a, their final races like in Abu Dubai, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Um, it, it's it's another sport, right? Yeah. It's another sport that I can kind of get into. Uh, if I'm being honest with you, uh-huh. if it wasn't for me dropping you off at work on the weekends, I'd probably sleep in. Um, but the cool thing about this is when they have their races, they'll go ahead and they'll practice. They'll have their practice runs to get a, to learn the track um, and to get their standings. That just means they figure out who goes starts. You know, the oh, lineup, right? Yeah. Who's who's in first, second, third place. Because how well they do depends, decides where they start in the race. Um, and so on Saturday, they do that. And they determine their standings. And on Sunday, they have their race. Oh. And this race, I believe, lasts for, if, if I'm not mistaken, an hour and a half to two hours. Jesus, okay. Can you imagine? Driving for that 52 long? 52 laps, I think, if I'm not mistaken. 52 And it's funny, because when I bought the game for... I think it was PlayStation 5 a couple of years ago. Uh, um, I tried a full race. Jesus so I sat in front of that TV for as long as an actual race lasts. And I tried it. And I'll tell you what. I, I didn't have any of the uh, physical effects of the race. But, but the a lot, Exactly. A lot of the mental toll that it took. I, I can't fathom how these guys uh, can put up with it. Jeez. I mean, we... Can can you recall when we went to go kart? And can you describe oh. how you felt with only three laps? Well, not necessarily laps, because each race we had three races, and each race was like maybe uh, nine laps. Yeah, I was gonna say like nine, ten laps, depending on how fast you were driving. Um, and being my first time go karting, it was very scary. Um, and even though obviously it's go-karting, so what you could only go up to like 40, 50 miles, you know, I, it was still like, it took a toll on my body. Because you say that like it's nothing. That's, that's pretty fast speed for go-karts. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I mean, it did take a toll on my body the next day, but right there and then I like got lightheaded. I, I remember telling you, I think by the second lap, I felt sick. It could have been cause I had Aiden before, but yeah, I could see. I could semi, you know, tiny grain relate to what it possibly could feel like having to do 50 freaking laps. Like, it's a lot. Bless their hearts. Yeah. No, I remember the first time I went go-karting, I was sore. My whole body was sore the next day. Your back is, like, the worst one. Yeah. It hurts. Because, like, especially when I would say, like, you hit... um. I mean, which I'm pretty sure they're pros and they're not hitting their 
um, carts against the walls or whatever. <laughs> but that shit hurt when it pushes you. And, you know, the turnings and you got to do it quickly and you got to break and all this stuff. It's like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's something that because they have races in different countries, um, I think like their training for Saturdays, like at five in the morning. Jesus. And their actual race on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken, is at seven in the morning. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's one of those things where I want to get better at waking up and staying awake, even on the weekends, just to build consistency. (laughs) There's something nice about sleeping in, especially when you really need it and your body just says, hey, you know, we're shutting you down. Like it's time for you to go memes. But it's it's a, it becomes a problem when you kind of get a habit of keep it. hitting the snooze button the imaginary snooze button <laughs> right because waking up randomly every two hours yeah and then like me if you're like me you'll you end up waking up like at one in the afternoon and just <laughs> half your when day is gone. am i that whole day and i was like dang this man is sleeping yeah i mean all the time that we could be doing other things um but yeah no i mean I know this last last weekend we talked about going to see a play. <laughs> uh, yeah. One of your buddies that you work with um, starred in a play out in Schaumburg, Illinois, called The Realness. Now, let me introduce your your, your buddy. Uh, your buddy's name is Xavier McKnight. Mm-hmm. Now, this is public information, right? According to his IMDb mini biography. <laughs> you found it. Which is written by him. Um <laughs> Xavier McKnight is a Chicago native actor, director, writer, and poet. He studied at a second city and completed the acting lab. He has taken a part of various short films and both in front and behind the camera. Xavier McKnight played a lead role as Eric in the film Hyde Park, which we actually got to see. I know. It was. Put it simply, because I don't watch enough short films. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was a very solid very solid movie. It was. Um I enjoyed it. I enjoyed how they um had a movie uh screening three whole theaters for his friends, families and whoever wanted to come watch it. Yeah. Um out in the city. It, it was really nice. Um uh, which released in limited theaters and was shot uh, I'm sorry, was shown at LA Pan African Fest. He wrote and directed his first short film, Culture, in February of 2023. He recently played a lead role, T.O., in B-side stage production, The Realness, by Idris Goodwin, and directed by Maurice Prophet. Mm-hmm. Now, just a couple of things about the play. I really, really enjoyed the narrator. Um, the narrator, who was kind of like leading us through the... His- uh, mind his mind thought process yeah. i thought that was cool because in a lot of movies when uh movies portray books they fail to capture that mm-hmm. they fail to capture the character's thoughts and oh my god i loved the person who was narrating i didn't even quite catch his name but i just really enjoyed how he was able to kind of just bring bring the mood to the entire thing yeah um I, his humor was just right along with all the humor that was written on the show and portrayed in the show it was a very small crowd not gonna lie however it was very interactive it was. the way that they incorporated their lines into getting the audience 
uh, be a part of it. Be a part of it. Um, at first, it was a bit strange because I didn't know if we were supposed to participate. Mm-hmm. But I started to realize that that was intentional, especially when one of their actors just busted out randomly from behind. Oh, that and was so funny. he lifted up the entire mood, which I thought was great, you know. I think after that specific scene that you're talking about, like, it just eased the mood of the theater, you know. Everyone felt at ease and everyone started like broke participating. Yeah, the ice. Yeah, yeah. Um... It, it was it was cool because the topic of the play was a gentleman who grew up in the suburbs, came into the city, and this particular play was New York in the 90s, mm-hmm. um, and he kind of brought a different perspective, and he went about things a different way, and I can relate because I currently work in the suburbs, and <laughs> I grew up in the city, right? Yeah. And so I joke about it with my buddies, my coworkers all the time, about how they're not real, you know, Hispanics because they grew (laughs) up in the suburbs. They're not real uh, Chicagoans because they didn't grow up in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So with that perspective in mind, I really, really kind of got a perspective from the other side. And I understood I understood what they were going for and yeah no i mean everything was amazing i think my favorite part besides the narrator was definitely the mix at the beginning that they played mm-hmm. there was a a collection of music by different artists from as early as the 90s up to uh what's more play- recent yeah more recent like, what's played now yeah more recent like what's played now and yeah no i mean that set the tone i think I think I think they did a really good job. What 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 do you think? I agree with you. No, I think they, it was a phenomenal uh, theater, uh, like the play itself. Um, it was. I also enjoyed the fact that you know they really set up the mood with having to play, you know, from as early as '80s rap all the way to what plays now, because you kind of see the way it progressed through time, and then it was nice. I honestly really enjoyed the timeline that it had because i don't think we kind of we've seen obviously they have biotopics based on tupac they have biotopics based on biggie but it was nice to kind of see like what you know the average person kind of dealt with and you know i did quite enjoy you know when they had these rap battles and um there would be like a moment of silence because they're like they got a message and they're like oh my god this person died and i don't know it was just quite frankly i felt like i was with them and i think they did a really good thing of incorporating the audience into the play so overall i quite um really did enjoy it yeah no if it did one thing right it kind of encouraged me to look out for more right now i know in the last episode we talked about possibly you know watching hamilton hamilton (laughs) so i did some research and in chicago at least um around the summertime uh, I found some tickets and I was looking at them and I'm going to be honest. It's, it's, it's almost like going to see a concert if, if not more than that. I know that it's a very well um, known, well known. Well, just watch it on Disney plus popular. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean that that's something that we can do. Uh, regardless, I, I was looking at the ticket, the sticker, the sticker prices on those tickets mm-hmm. and i found the cheapest balcony tickets at 364 dollars Jesus Christ! and i think the one right above that was like 600 bucks so it's it's not 
something you could pick not up something, to do some on a Friday night. It's not something that us in particular might jump into right away. Maybe we will check out some other stuff that mm-hmm. are a little bit lower priced or just, you know, I, like I said, if they did anything correct, it was to kind of feed that sort of art into our life mm-hmm. so we can experience it more. Um, the reason why I do this show is because I, you know, I love watching all different types oh, of productions art right mm-hmm. you got movies you got tv shows you got anime you got you got a lot of stuff um it, it's it's definitely something that i think we should check out some some more yeah uh, maybe agree. maybe not that right specifically but definitely i'm pretty sure there's different other plays being played we just need to do our research more and find something that we uh could possibly enjoy yeah yeah i know um moving on we want to go ahead and finish this uh episode with just talking about a new movie that just came out um today (laughs) uh maybe less than a few hours ago uh we are recording after watching the movie can you tell us what movie that is we went to go see creed three now is Creed 3 something that you would say you need to watch the other two films before you watch it? Mm, no, I wouldn't say. It, again, it wouldn't be like you have to watch it to understand the story. It's just nice having that back, um, like that knowledge of what it was like for him to come up. Now, I think one of the things that did great is it. Be, it's a great standalone film. Yeah. If you haven't watched the first two, um, feel free to watch them. They're available on HBO Max. For f- well, I wouldn't say for free. Right? You have to have the HBO, HBO Max. Um, but that's just kind of like a a joke at how some shows, or I'm sorry, some subscription services will have you sign up and then charge you a premium Disney <laughs> Plus to watch m- new movies, right? Yeah. Now, these are new movies. But, yeah, if you want to check them out, definitely check them out. I know we rewatched the first one. I know we've both seen it before, but we rewatched it and it was a, it was a solid story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that they did well is they passed the torch from the older uh, Rocky movies, mm-hmm, the franchise, to this new a more modern era yeah. uh, storyline following a little bit. Well, no, I mean it's it's quite literally a sequel to Rocky, um, and that's the best way I could describe Creed Three. Creed Three is a modern introduction to boxing and i have a lot that i could say but uh-huh. i don't want to you know spoil i don't want to spoil it, it for anyone out there i don't want to complicate it um i think if there's one thing that i really enjoyed about the movie is the quality of the production mm-hmm. now i'm not really spoiling it i'm sure if you see trailers you'll know um that they have a fight i think their final fight is in the dodger stadium i found that quite interesting i was not expecting that i have a lot to say about watching anything in a baseball stadium i think it's one of the silliest things you could do in my head i'm just like well they're just watching it on a bigger tv live (laughs) You know, if you're not in the front row, like unless you have a Samsung Galaxy 22, 
that has like ultra zoom where it still looks high def yeah. like how can you even possibly see now this is coming from someone that wears glasses and already has trouble seeing from a distance <laughs> but regardless i think one of the things that they did really well with this movie mm-hmm. is the way they now one of the th- and, and i'm sure xavier uh can understand you need to you need to plan right yeah you need to plan these fights now it's not it, they have a story they have what they want to say how they want to say it and what we got to see is uh, it's it's a solid movie it's not gonna win it's not gonna win any oscars i don't think um side note michael b jordan has been announced to be a presenter at the oscar so look out for that um yeah i know there's a few of them he was the one that stuck out because i when i read that on twitter um i was like oh yeah we're about to go see him (laughs) um they're not gonna win any oscars but it's it's it has a story it has a story it tells it and it's i wouldn't say cliche it's it's a story that's been said before but the one thing the one challenge that they had to overcome was how they were gonna fight right because these aren't real fights these are planned you could say it's kind of like wrestling where i wouldn't call it fake but they know what's gonna happen and they know who's gonna win and but i think the way that they did they displayed the sport in a time where youtube boxing is a thing Mm -hmm. right i know there was like youtube boxing where they had a bunch of content creators go at it um the whole idea behind jake paul uh logan paul ksi these these boxers that kind of have their thing going on uh and then you have your more traditional boxing like canelo yeah mayweather um og what's his face who likes to bite ears oh my god conor mcgregor no does he do that shit too no he's a mma fighter oh my god are you talking about pacquiao no No. that's another fighter yeah regardless it oh mike tyson mike tyson yes it took me a while it's it's something that has been blowing up recently um i'll let you tell me what you enjoyed about the movie what you disliked about the movie and we'll give it a rating out of 10 just to just to keep it fun okay um i found so this is actually michael b's dirt uh jordan's debut as a director and i think he did a really good job um the framework was really well done um, I did quite enjoy the storyline and like you, I think you said it best. It was a, it's a great standalone film that is not required for you to watch the first two movies to understand it. And I think he did a great job doing that. Um, overall, I suggest anyone to go take a look at it in theaters in theaters. I think it, it's always nice. What's one thing that you kind of, you know, didn't like, didn't like about it. I think they did a great job because I was so mad in the as I was watching it was the way they created this villain because I was getting frustrated with this character. I was annoyed. I was angry. I was like livid. And I think they did 
it's something that I didn't like that they did, but I think they did a great job doing it. I asked for something that you disliked. You just told me something that you really liked. I disliked the main the villain. But that's a good thing. Exactly. That they did such a good job. But what so you have nothing that you can say, hey, I didn't like about this film? No. Besides that, I was just really mad at the villain. I think the pacing was a little weird at the beginning. Um I thought that the villain was going to be more of a main character moment mm-hmm. kind of like if i know you haven't watched cars 3 but <laughs> in cars 3 um lightning mcqueen is he's old mm-hmm. you have the new racers and he passes in his final race he passes the torch to a newer racer mm-hmm. and the movie stops becoming about him and and that i think that's what they were i thought initially what they were going for mm-hmm. but then i realized that it was all going too fast-paced and before we knew it, yeah, you yeah, know they they unveil the direction they were going, and I, I thought I thought it was very silly, but then it made me realize that they were really kind of pushing on mental health. Yeah, the importance of it. The importance of mental health and being able to talk about things um especially things that have happened in the past while mm-hmm. you were young things uh, that you want to keep really which, hidden which really kind of uh, leads us to our sponsorship betterhelp.com i'm just kidding oh, i was um, gonna say dang i wasn't aware <laughs> of this okay no but I, i'll agree it, it was a solid movie i enjoyed it um i was having doubts at first but it, i can't complain it was, it was it was a pretty good movie i would recommend it mm-hmm. what would you say it is out of 10 um out of 10 i would say an eight yeah actually that's literally what i was just <laughs> thinking i would give it an eight out of ten um definitely check it out I believe it was like 88 percent or 89 percent on rotten, tomatoes, rotten really? tomatoes when i saw it on twitter oh nice which i'm gonna go just shamelessly plug my twitter now um in the last episode i was talking about how you as an audience not you Jacqueline, uh, you as an audience can kind of recommend shows, uh, add on to the conversation. And one of the things I like to do on there is just retweet a lot of things like movie reviews, movies that are coming out. Um, I know one of the movies that are coming out is Scream 4. Or I'm sorry, Scream 6. So I was going to say. Scream 6 is a movie that's coming out next week. So we'll that'll probably be our next episode. Yep. Um, very similar to this one. We'll go ahead and just talk about it um in the summer we got disney's haunted mansion comes out on july 28th okay. uh according to the internet they just released a trailer right correct the supernatural horror comedy is based on the beloved disneyland attraction which debuted in 1969 if you're interested there's a 2003 movie starting uh, eddie murphy eddie murphy correct, correct. That wasn't well received by critics, but it's on Disney Plus if you're curious. Um, one of the things I'm excited about uh, is Lightning McQueen will be playing <laughs> the lead, Owen Wilson. So if you're <laughs> not familiar with, uh, with, his work. with his work, definitely go check out Cars 1, 2, 3. <laughs> solid, solid C movies. And Wedding Crashers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, besides that, I mean, we don't like keeping these episodes too long. Um mm-hmm. I was, again, I was listening to our last episode, and just a couple updates. The Terror, 
I know when you were at work, I ended up watching it on my own. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go ahead and semi-spoil it, but not really. Um, I know you didn't get to watch it, the rest of it, with me. No. I didn't get to finish it either. Uh, that's probably something I'll tackle on this weekend. But it, in the first episode, they get stuck in the Arctic Circle, which I first thought was in Antarctica, but it's actually in the north. Um, it's oh, north close north? to Canada and russia so it's 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 up there uh it's really cold but the cool thing about that show is really quickly you get introduced to the main i wouldn't call him protagonist or not protagonist antagonist that's the Mm -hmm. evil person the the main villain i'm gonna say monster we're gonna call it a monster there's a monster that gets revealed and it touches on the subject of colonizing places that we shouldn't be um and them fighting back which if you're into that you know definitely check it out um it it's it's a very very slow paced but it's eerie it's gory it touches on a lot of different subjects mm-hmm. um sexuality uh conquering like i said places that we shouldn't vo- explore in voyaging um and just it, it, it it's it's I'm going to give that show one more try, not necessarily one more try. I've just been really busy and I haven't had the time to just sit down and watch it uh-huh. uh, because each episode is like 40 to 50 minutes long. We um, honestly, I know that once I start the next episode, I'm going to just binge watch it because it's a good show. Mm-hmm. I just want to, you know, keep you guys up to date. I didn't get to finish it. Uh, but to follow up on that, I know we were talking about like conspiracies and whatnot. Ooh. And I looked up, I tried doing some research, but the only thing I could find is um, a lot of Antarctica oh, okay. uh, conspiracies. I couldn't find anything specific on the Arctic. And if I did, I didn't get enough information. Mm-hmm. So to finish this episode off, we're just going to go ahead and talk about this conspiracy that i came across um it's it's not it's not nothing intriguing or mysterious i wouldn't say say any of those words but i'm gonna go ahead and just read what i found on our or i'm sorry my research uh sure yeah and then we're just gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're gonna end it off there uh all right so mainly found about antarctica that's what i wrote i'm reading off my notes now antarctica is a breeding ground for mystery and it's had its fair share of conspiracy theories over the years from elongated skulls and strange pyramids to alien spaceships bizarre structures and a giant staircase many people believe that antarctica once housed extraterrestrial life or still does Every year, there are dozens of reported UFO sightings. While Google Earth has captured some unusual activity, said to be the work of aliens, it's a hotspot for alien hunters. So keep your eyes peeled for any bizarre green lights in the sky. The mystery of Antarctica continues deep below its surface, where no one has gone before. It is said that the lost city of Atlantis is hidden beneath the kilometers of ice. The city would have thrived when Antarctica was a warm, tropical region and would have been buried after the Ice Age froze the continent. It's highly possible that a civilization existed in Antarctica, but it is yet to be proven that the continent is the site of the fabled lost city. It is also theorized that the Nazis 
use underground Antarctica as a secret hideaway, and some people believe that Hitler fled there after the war. Hitler did have a passion for the occult, and he was searching for something in Antarctica. The Nazi Germans built a station in Antarctica. However, it was abandoned 70 years ago after the crew were poisoned by polar bear meat. Although the theory has been disproven, it doesn't stop the speculation on what lies beneath Antarctica, Antarctica's mysterious surface. The Great White Continent is the most baffling and unexplained corner on Earth. And despite the dedicated efforts of scientists around the world, we may never know all of its secrets. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Constant Conversation. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and you'll tune with us next week. Next week. Have a wonderful weekend there, y'all. Bye, guys.